Paz de Cristo, praise the Lord. Saturday morning, 6.05 in the morning. First of all, we give the Lord thanks for another day of life, uh, for opening our eyes, for allowing our lungs to draw in breath. You know, we got to be grateful for the things that we have at hand. You know, maybe this day hasn't started out the way you wanted or the way that you had hoped for, but we have to see the blessings in everything. And one of the greatest blessings that we have every morning is that we're alive. You know, we give God thanks that I'm alive. And one of the scriptures that just popped into mind, the Bible says, while there's life, yet there is hope. In other words, you may have lost all hope, but why? If you're alive, there's always hope in that some situation can change. Situations can change. They fluctuate. Life is an ever-evolving situation. Your day might start out horrible, but it ends out blessed. Your day might start out blessed, could end up horrible. You know, that's just the way life is. The fact that we're saved, the fact that we're believers in Jesus Christ, doesn't negate the fact that we will go through things in life. Just because I'm saved, just because I'm baptized in Jesus Christ's mighty name, it doesn't mean I'm going to have horrible days. So what I want to tell you is that while there's life, there is hope. I hope in the Lord. My hope is in the Lord. I hope that my situation is going to get better. I hope that my day is going to get better. I hope that my life's going to get better. I hope that my marriage is going to get better. I hope that my kids are going to get better. You know, you hope in the Lord while you have life. Now, when you're dead, there's no more hope there. But while you're alive, there's hope. Why? Because things can change. And if one thing that I know about God is that he can do the impossible. And what to us is impossible, to God is possible. Well, let's get into the morning word for the day. Like I said, it's Saturday, 6.05 a.m. I, I want to read to you in the book of Psalms, chapter 130. It says, Out of the depths I have cried to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. Lord, we honor your name in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray right now this morning. We thank you, Lord. First and foremost, Lord, forgive us for all the sins that we have committed, seen, spoken, wanted, desired, done, been. Lord, we praise your name, Jesus. And wash us, make us clean. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we repent. We convert of our sins, Lord. We give you the glory. We give you the honor, Lord. Thank you, Lord for waking us up. I might have pain in my feet. I might have pain in my back, pain in my shoulder, but I'm alive, Lord. I'm alive, Lord. And because I'm alive, there's an old song that says, because he lives, I can face tomorrow because I know he holds my future and life is worth living just because he lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
Now David is shouting out, he's crying out, he's praying, he's whatever you want to call it. In Psalms 130 it says, Out of the depths I have cried. Boy, I've told, I'm telling you right now, you've never cried if you've never cried from a deep place. I'm talking about a cry that's so deep that you'll still feel it even after the tears have fallen from your eyes. He's saying, out of the depths I have cried. And it's such a deep, such a sorrowful, such a emotional place to cry out of your depths. I'm telling you, it's a different type of cry from just a standard cry. It's a cry for help. It's a cry for somebody just be with me. Somebody just acknowledge me. Somebody just understand or try to understand where I'm coming from. Because a lot of times people don't understand where you're coming from. They don't understand what your struggle is. They don't understand what you're facing. The only person that knows that is you and God yourself. And you're crying out, Lord, Lord, Lord. He says, out, and it's in huge capital letters, out of the depths. I have cried to you, O Lord. See, a lot of us, we cry to our therapist. We cry to our uh, our doctor. We cry to some self-help guru. When you're going to understand that we don't cry out to man. We cry out to the creator. We cry out to Jesus Christ. He created us. The doctor didn't create you. The therapist didn't create you. Your friends didn't create you. Why go to the people that don't understand your biology? Why go to the people that don't understand your makeup? See, Jesus Christ created us. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1 that he created. He created us and he knows exactly what's wrong. See, when your car's broken down, you don't take your car to a dentist because a dentist hasn't studied and how to fix cars. He knows how to, a dentist knows how to fix, you know, your teeth and, and things that are going on in that nature. But when your car's breaking down, you take it to an auto mechanic. So when we are, are crying out, when we need help, when we need when we need to be heard, you know, I don't go see a shrink. A shrink can only tell me everything, you know, everything a shrink tells you is how do you feel? I feel sad. And how does that make you feel? Well, it makes me feel sad. That's all that makes me feel. You go to Christ. See, David was a king. He had many type of counsels. He had people that were there helping him run the kingdom. You know, they give him advice, but he's not going to them. He says, let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplication. He's going straight to God. And a lot of times we got to bypass the middleman and get straight to the creator. Too many of us are wasting time on a middleman. Stop going to the middleman. The middleman is just going to repeat what you said to somebody else. Why not take your supplication to the master? How do we do that? Well, in the Bible, they're showing that there's praying, standing up. They're showing that they're praying, laying down. They're showing that they're praying, prostrated on the floor. They're showing that they're praying on the knees. It doesn't matter how you pray. A lot of people say, you got to be on your knees when you pray. The Bible shows many different options of prayer. And none of them, it says, are the correct way. 
But the true correct way is to humble yourself and, and cry out to the Lord. See, he said, out of the depths, out of the depths, I have cried to you, O Lord. He's not crying to nobody. He's not crying to his counsel. He's not crying to his wife, to his children. He's crying to the Lord. And verse 2, it says, Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. See, a lot of times we think that God don't hear us. Mm, 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 mm. A lot of times we feel, and I know I felt like that. I've been there with you, brother. I've been there with you, sister. It feels like sometimes that God is not listening to us. Too many people are asking at the same time. Too many voices. We say, how would the Lord distinguish my voice? How is the Lord going to distinguish my need when there's thousands, millions, billions of people praying? But he does. He distinguishes your voice. He distinguishes your need. And he answers. And David is recognizing that. And this is the part that I love. Verse 3 and 4. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities. See, iniquities is another way of saying sin. Transgression. Iniquities. Sin. They're all different ways of marking something wrong that we've done. He says, but if you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, if you should take account, if you would start to write down everything that I've done, Lord, if you would start to write down everything that Kevin does, has done, my neighbor Kevin. See, I don't have a neighbor, neighbor Kevin. Kevin, excuse me. I don't even know where that accent came from. I don't have. <laughs> I don't have a neighbor Kevin. I'm just throwing that name out there. Somebody's like, somebody's like, hey, his neighbor's Kevin. No, my neighbor ain't Kevin. I'm just throwing out names. I don't have a neighbor named Samantha. But if the Lord would start to write down everything Kevin, Samantha, and I did, and you did, he's saying, who can stand? Lord, if you wrote down everything I did, I mean, that list would be miles long. Think about it. Think about it. Some of us have been awake now for a couple hours. Some of us are just waking up. How many sins do you think we've committed in those couple of hours or in that hour? Or how many sins do you think we commit on a daily basis? Think about it. Lust, greed, envy, coveting. How many sins do you think we commit on a daily basis? And he says, Lord... If you should mark or if you should write down everything we do. He says, oh Lord, who can stand? Who's going to be able to say, I am righteous? Nobody. Nobody in the right mind would say, Lord, I am sin free. Lord, you can listen to my prayers because I have never sinned. Lord, don't listen to Kevin. Don't listen to Samantha's prayers. Obviously, you know, their white robes are stained with sin and transgression and iniquity. Don't listen to them, Lord. But you can listen to me, Lord, because look at my white robe. The day you gave it to me, it still remains white up until this day. And he says, who can stand? And the answer is nobody. 
See, Romans 3, chapter uh, chapter 3, verse 23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. He says, If, Lord, you should mark iniquities, who could stand? And the answer is nobody. See, we all need a Savior. We all need a Redeemer. We all need to be washed. David writes in Psalms as well. He says, Lord, wash me with hyssop so I can be made white again. Hyssop was a form of laundry detergent back in those times. But this is what he said in verse 4, and on this I leave you. But there is forgiveness with you. See, God forgives. Was David crying out of despair because he had sinned in his life? Was David crying out because he felt that he had iniquity in his life? Why do I say that? He writes down the word, Lord, if you should mark iniquities. He makes reference to it himself. And he starts out, out of the depths I have cried to you, Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my supplication. So he's asking for something. And then he jumps to, Lord, if you would, if you would record all sins, who can stand? I think David was crying out from a, from a place where he had felt that he had sinned. And that the Lord couldn't hear him no more. But then he understands that God's a merciful God. And if we ask for forgiveness, we can be made whole again. Let's pray. Lord, no matter what the situation, the Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, that if we confess that we have sinned, you can wash us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Lord, I pray that this morning, Lord, every person that has committed or commit kind of commit sin, which is every one of us, I pray that like Romans 3.23 says, for there is no perfect, no, there is no just, there is no righteous. Lord, the only righteous is you. It says, for all have sinned fallen short of the glory of God, Lord. I pray that in the name of Jesus, we recognize that and we realize that, Lord, that we're not going to be perfect. The only way we can be made perfect is through you, Jesus Christ. And I pray that if anybody has committed sin, that they would ask for forgiveness, repent and convert of it, Lord, and be made washed whole of it in Jesus' name. And I want to tell the people that are listening to right now, put this situation or the sin, put it in your rear view. Put it in your past. Don't bring it up to your own memory anymore. God has washed you. God has cleansed you. Move forward in Jesus' name. Be better. Live better. Do right. God bless you all. Have a great morning.